Welcome to the Word Podcast. The Lord God has given us His Word. Let us learn it. Let us live it. Let us rejoice in it. Spread the Word. Blessings, everybody. This is Dale. Thank you so much for your time. And joining us here on the Word Podcast, we're working our way through Second Timothy at the moment, and we're at the end of the second chapter. And so uh, he's given Timothy, uh, the Spirit is through Paul, uh, some insight and some understanding, things that he's to teach other people, as a matter of fact, things for his own life, but things that he is to impart, particularly to other men who are faithful men who will also be able to teach others. So there's a lot to be gleaned from that, that the, the body of Christ is not a one-man show, for instance. You know, too often we think it is that there's one person who does the teaching, one person who does the preaching, one person that receives. <laughs> well, that's one thing that used to irritate me the most. Uh, we'd be involved with various works, and people would come up, and they would say, well, what is your vision for this? Because, you know, of course, one only one person has the vision for what's supposed to happen. He's the main man. You don't see anything like that in the Scripture. When you tell them the truth about it, you say, oh, it's just a vision of what the Most High God has revealed in His Word. You know, the stuff that He's given us in there and how to be the body. They think you were crazy. <clears throat> we would do well to give heed to what the Lord has told us to do, okay? And so anyway, we're in 2 Timothy chapter 2, uh, resuming at verse 22, and he says this to Timothy. Now, flee from youthful lust and pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. <clears throat> okay, And you know, when you see this youthful lust things, you automatically assume that it's uh, uh, the lust of the flesh and that type of thing. Uh, but it's really a lot more than that, okay? <clears throat> it's, it's, it's talking about a, a desire, a longing, a lusting after. The things that you would look at when you were younger are not as important when you're older, okay? So he says, just flee this type of thing. So flee that and then pursue what? Well, pursue righteousness, pursue faith, pursue love, and pursue peace. Then this, with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart, this is who we should be with. This is who we should be fellowshipping with. This is who you live life with. Now, it doesn't mean that you won't have um, contact with the outside world or something like that. No, no, none of that foolishness. We are in the world, but not of the world. But what he's saying is this, that you will be able to pursue a lot better. You'll be able to pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace if you do it with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. So those who call on the Lord from a pure heart there's nearly like a something being set up here, a juxtaposition. Well, there actually is. Because the next verse says, But foolish and ignorant speculations refuse, knowing that they produce quarrels. So he's showing us how we need to act, how we need to live. We just refuse the foolish and the ignorant. Ignorant just means unlearned, okay? Somebody doesn't know about something. Foolish means <laughs> dull and stupid. I mean, that's what it means. It's just a stupid argument. Just refuse those things. Refuse those speculations, knowing that they produce quarrels. You're going to have people who profess to be believers who will produce stupid quarrels and arguments, and they do it intentionally, okay? Okay. Now, they do it ignorantly also. Well, if they're doing it ignorantly and you speak the truth, 
because that's the main thing we're seeing in First Timothy and Second Timothy, what we'll see in Titus, is that we teach the truth, that we know the truth, that we uh, teach sound doctrine, and that we live sound doctrine. There's a great verse over in uh, uh, Titus 2 that says to adorn the doctrine of the Lord, adorn it. Literally put it on, literally be the manifestation of the doctrine and the truths of the most high guy. So he's telling this is what you must do. You know, flee this kind of stuff. You know, don't get caught up with the youthful lust. Pursue righteousness, faith, love, and peace with those who call on the Lord from a pure heart. In a corporate gathering, there will be those who call upon the Lord from a pure heart. There will, there will be the others, okay, that don't. We know Jesus himself said that there will be wheat, there will be tares. That's just the truth of the Lord. So verse 24, he resumes. The Lord's bondservant must not be quarrelsome, but be kind to all, able to teach, patient when wronged, with gentleness correcting those who are in opposition. If perhaps God may grant them repentance, leading to the knowledge of of the truth, and they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil, having been held captive by him to do his will. So throughout First and Second Timothy, throughout Titus, the Lord is given insight and character traits of those who are bond servants of the Lord. Sometimes it's those in leadership, uh, the elders, the overseers, that type of thing. Other times he deals with particular groups of people. Uh, older men, younger men, older women, younger women, that type of thing. But here he says, the Lord's bond servant, bond servant. And if someone is a true believer, they are the bond servant. The word is doulas. It literally means slave. Okay. It, that's the literal translation that the Lord's slave must not be. And then he tells us what we must not be. We must not be quarrelsome. And you notice within the context Okay, you refuse the foolish speculation that produce quarrels. You refuse that, but you don't get quarrelsome about it. But what are you as a servant of the Most High God, as the bond servant? Okay, and that's everyone who's a true believer. You must be kind to all. Yes, kind to all and able to teach. Now, a lot of times people will point to the bond servants here and they'll say, okay, this is just speaking to. Um, uh, the overseers, the elders, the church leadership, those with certain spiritual gifts and that type of thing. And I think we limit it too much right there. Now, I know when it says able to teach, people freak out. They say, well, I'm not a teacher. I'm not a teacher. I think it has more to do with our understanding of what a teacher is. <clears throat> Everyone teaches in some form or fashion. When you simply tell somebody what the Lord has done in your life, you're teaching them. Okay? Everyone teaches by the way they live. Everyone teaches by what they say. So he must, the bondservant must be able to teach. Patient when wronged. Okay, We must be patient when wronged. And then with gentleness, correcting those who are in opposition. There will be those who are in opposition. Not opposition to us personally, though it feels like that. Okay, I'll grant that right now. It'll feel like it's a personal thing. But they're really opposing God. So why is it that we need to be gentle when correcting those? Okay, Why is it that we need to be patient? Why is it that we need to be kind to all and able to teach? Here is why. The middle of verse 25. If perhaps God may grant them repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth. In other words, the same way that we have been saved because we once were like them, 
First Corinthians talks about that, Titus, a bunch of places. In the same way that God granted repentance to us, perhaps God will grant repentance leading to the knowledge of the truth. And then he actually tells us what happens when this occurs. And they may come to their senses and escape from the snare of the devil. That's what happens to us. We say, wow, this is going on. No, you've actually come to your senses. You've escaped the snare of the evil one and having been held captive by him to do his will. It's the devil. It's the evil one that's holding the captive to people. And when we speak this way, when we are not quarrelsome, when we're kind to all, when we are, teach people the truth, when we're patient when they t- treat us the wrong way, when we're gentle in correcting, notice we still correct, but you correct gently the opposition, who knows? Perhaps the Lord will grant them repentance. The last thing we want to do is to get in the way of that. It would be a stumbling block, right? Anyway, tremendous insights for how we as the body of Christ are to live with one another and live with the tares that are among us that aren't truly saved and live with the world who are, is still searching and wondering and wanting to know. We are the ones that the Lord has granted the wisdom and the insight. We must proclaim it verbally and we must live it. Again, I'm Dale. Thank you so much for your time. I'll see you next time. Goodbye.